Have you failed God so badly that you think he's written you off as a lost cause? Have you done so much wrong in your life and led him down so often that you think he's now overlooking you and working through other people who can be trusted more than you to get it right? I think we probably all feel like that now and again. But the beautiful truth is that God loves you so much that you can never fall so far from God that you are beyond redemption and beyond being used by him. And today I want to introduce you to an amazing man of God and then give you three short examples of how God used him for his kingdom purposes, despite the fact that he had spent so many years lost in sin. And the way God used this man is exactly the same way that God can use you and me. So welcome to the Faith in a Busy World podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. Of course, there's plenty of examples in the Bible of God using sinners to fulfill his purposes. Moses had a history of anger and even committed murder, but God chose him to deliver the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. King David was an adulterer who had Bathsheba's husband killed in battle so he could have her for himself. But in Acts chapter 13 verse 22, he's described as a man after God's own heart and Jesus was descended from him. We read in Matthew chapter 1 verse 5 that Jesus was also descended from Rahab, who we are told in Joshua chapter 2 was a prostitute in Jericho. Paul persecuted the first Christians, but God used him to establish the early church. There are so many examples we could draw on. But the person I want to talk about today isn't even in the Bible at all. He lived from 354 to 430 AD, and after the Apostle Paul, he's probably the most influential person in the history of the church, St. Augustine of Hippo. So was he really such a sinner? Well, his mother Monica was a devout Christian, but Augustine didn't follow suit. One of his earliest memories of sinning was to steal some fruit from a neighbour. And when he wrote about that later, he said that he didn't steal the fruit because he was hungry, but just because he knew it was wrong and he wanted to feel the thrill of disobedience. As a teenager, he had a strong sexual appetite and he lived a pretty wild life with lots of partners. When he was 17, he started a relationship with a woman who eventually became pregnant and gave birth to their son. Augustine ended the relationship and wanted to marry a teenage girl that he'd met. But then he became a Christian and that marriage never happened. In his early 20s, before he'd become a Christian, Augustine moved to the city of Carthage to study philosophy and language. He despised the God of the Old Testament and rejected Christianity. Instead, he followed a system of thought called Manichaeanism, which focuses on the battle between good and evil. And that philosophical system helped Augustine to make sense of how there can be a God who is good, and yet there's also so much evil in the world. And of course, it helped him to try and understand the battle between good and evil that raged within him, particularly with regard to his sexual sin. Eventually, Augustine moved to Milan, and he was introduced to the wise and saintly Bishop Ambrose, who nurtured him and loved him like a spiritual son. And in 386 AD, he was converted to Christianity after reading Romans chapter 13, verses 13 to 14. Let us conduct ourselves properly as people who live in the light of day. No orgies or drunkenness, no immorality or indecency. Stop paying attention to your sinful nature and satisfying its desires. Augustine was baptised by Bishop Ambrose and the next chapter of his life began. How could God use such a sinner as Augustine? How can God use you and me? 
Our histories are littered with mistakes and bad choices and the pain that our decisions have caused to other people. Surely God could use someone better than you or me. Someone more reliable, more trustworthy and honest. Someone with a better track record in holiness. Well, such is God's love and wisdom that he sees something in you that maybe you don't even see in yourself. And there are three examples in the life of St. Augustine that mirror what God can do in your life too, proving that you are still so precious to him and that he trusts you with the gospel message. Firstly, God calls us into ministry. Despite the mistakes that you've made in the past, God still wants you to do ministry for him. And that might be a form of ministry that will come as a complete surprise to you. You never know what God's got in store. And that's what happened to Augustine. Just after he was baptised, Augustine travelled to Hippo, which is now part of Algeria, to recruit some members for his new monastery. But when he got there, the congregation surrounded him. They dragged him off to the local bishop and demanded that he should be ordained as a priest right there and then. Well, not only was he ordained as a priest, eventually... He became the bishop of Hippo. He had no idea that that was what God had in store for his life. And maybe you'll be surprised at where God's going to take you too. The fact that you have a past full of mistakes is no barrier for God transforming you for the future. God's grace is bigger than your past failings. God's grace is bigger than your current inability to withstand temptation. Nothing you have ever done disqualifies you from being used by God for mission and ministry. In Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, the prophet simply said, Here I am, send me. And look what God achieved through him. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 4, God called to Moses from a burning bush. And Moses simply replied, Here I am. And look what God did through him. What if you made yourself available to God today? What if you simply said, Here I am. What could God achieve through you today? Secondly, your experience of sin can be a great tool for evangelism. The fact that you know what it is to sin, the fact that you know the guilt of having betrayed God, can help you to share the gospel with others. Because you won't be talking about God's grace and forgiveness purely from head knowledge, but as a lived experience in your own life. You can identify with other people in their sin, and with gentleness and without judgment, show them the way to salvation through Jesus Christ. And that was certainly true for Augustine. He was so aware of his sin, so aware that he had absolutely no strength within himself to withstand temptation, and that he was utterly reliant on the cross of Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit in his life. At that time, there was another theologian called Pelagius who was arguing a different case. Pelagius suggested that Adam and Eve did sin, but the result of that was not a permanent damage to the extent that we can't, of our own nature, choose for the good. Pelagius argued that there is still a spiritual spark within each one of us that can choose to do good. But Augustine argued that sin so utterly corrupts us that we have absolutely no power to choose to do good. Pelagius argued that Jesus was a sort of moral guide who came to show us the way to make good choices. But Augustine argued that Jesus was the saviour of the world who died to eradicate the power of sin. Eventually, Pelagius was denounced as a heretic and Augustine's position gave rise to the notion of original sin. But he wouldn't have been able to argue his case so powerfully for that if he hadn't been aware of his own sinfulness. And the same is true for you too. 
Your lived experience of sin is part of your story. It's part of how you've become the person that you are today. And God can use your failures, your weaknesses, to inspire others towards faith too. So don't be ashamed of who you once were. Don't be ashamed of how you still struggle spiritually. When we share the gospel with others, we are speaking with people who may be feeling desperate and lost, aware that there's a huge disparity between who they are and who they want to be. Be honest with others about how God is closing that gap in your life, and you will give them permission to be real before God themselves, and you may help them to find the salvation that they're so desperately longing for. So like Augustine, let God use your story to point others towards the healing power of the cross of Christ. Thirdly, your humility can help heal others. The truth is, once we become aware of how deep our sin is, and I mean really aware of our sinfulness, then it becomes impossible to stand in judgment over others. The older I get, the more aware I become of my complete and utter sinfulness and my spiritual weakness. And the more that awareness deepens, the less judgmental I am towards others. Because really, knowing just how badly I failed God over and over again throughout my life, I really have no right whatsoever to judge others for what they get wrong in life. If you can reach the point of humbly accepting yourself for who you are, a sinner living in the grace of God, then you can help minister to others in their brokenness in such a way that they can receive deep healing from God. When you minister out of your brokenness, then nothing anyone tells you can shock you. Nothing anyone shares with you can lead you to judge them or think that they are spiritually worse than you. The evangelist D.T. Niles summed it up perfectly in this way. Evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Minister out of your brokenness and without judgment, and you will be reflecting Christ into the world. And that's something that we see in the life of St. Augustine. There was a controversy around at the time about whether or not Christians who had sinned could be readmitted into the church. Under the Emperor Diocletian, there had been a tremendous amount of persecution and lots of Christians had abandoned their faith. And some of the priests and bishops had fled for safety and then come back again when the danger had passed. But they didn't always get the reception back that they'd hoped for. A movement started up called Donatism after Bishop Donatus Magnus. The Donatists argued that these priests and bishops who had sinned by running away from persecution should be banished from the church and then they needed to be rebaptized back into the church. They also said that if these priests and bishops presided over Holy Communion, their sin would invalidate that communion and it wouldn't be a proper sacrament. So the idea basically was that the sinfulness of the church minister invalidates their ministry. But Augustine stood against Donatism. He said that the power and effectiveness of ministry is not dependent on the faith of the minister, but on the power of God. Just because I am a sinner, rotten to the core, it doesn't mean that God can't use me as a priest, because any effectiveness I have in my ministry is dependent on God's goodness, not on mine. So Augustine wanted to restore those ministers who'd fallen short in the past. He wasn't going to sit over them in judgment. Instead, he wanted them to be offered forgiveness and reconciliation. And God can use you too in that same way to bring healing and forgiveness to others who've fallen short of God in their lives. So, can God use a sinner to minister the gospel? Can God use you 
knowing what he does about your past failings and your present struggles. Augustine's example to us is that God can do exactly that. God can restore you and give you a powerful ministry that may be beyond anything that you could previously have imagined. He can use the story of your life, warts and all, to share the power of God's grace with others. You can remain aware of your own spiritual weakness and use that to humbly minister to others in a non-judgmental way. Augustine's experience was simple yet profound. No matter how badly we've sinned or how far we've strayed, God's grace is enough and he can use the repentant sinner in incredible ways for mission and evangelism. There is nothing that you or I have ever done that will invalidate us for that task of mission. If we can stand with Isaiah and say, here I am, send me. If we can stand with Moses before the burning bush of God's call and say, here I am, then that's enough. We will not be sent out into the mission field in our own strength, but in the power of God's Holy Spirit. Your past sin and present weakness is no barrier to missional success. Remember Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 19 verse 26. This is impossible for human beings, but for God, everything is possible. Like Augustine, don't forget that you are a sinner living under grace and let that truth inform your theology and your ministry. Let that truth guide your relationship with God and you, like Augustine, can be used by God to transform the world and the church in ways that you couldn't possibly imagine. So there we are, the life of St. Augustine. I hope that you have found it an inspiration for your own journey with God. Thanks for being with me today for this Faith in a Busy World podcast. And I look forward to being back with you again very soon. Take care. Bye bye. <music>